Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Today on KWTX at 4, a new spot in Waco serves up delicious boba drinks and Vietnamese cuisine. We'll introduce you to Papa Bear Boba in today's New Near You. And our national investigative team looks into cases of alleged housing discrimination nationwide and what's being done for those who say they've experienced appraisal bias. Plus, a restaurant scraps and leftovers could make for a nice meal. Uh, we'll have an app that helps connect customers to local restaurants to avoid food waste. Uh, that's coming up. KWTX at 4 starts now. Good afternoon. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Lauren Westbrook with the surprise <laughs> Pete Souza joining us today for the first time here on KWTX at 4, live anyway. He's been a part of our show with some of your I had to wait segments. a whole year until yeah. I got invited in person, but I'm happy to be here. We, We're we happy ran out Pete. of other people. To, no, I'm joking. No, I think you're right about that, Brady. I think there's something to that, but it's great we to be here. Oh, really? Oh, we, yeah, we've had she doesn't, she doesn't get out of bed for anything less than $100, so that's probably why. And, of course, we have Chief Meteorologist, First Alert Chief Meteorologist Brady Taylor here talking about this steam machine that's going on in Central Texas. We'll get it's, to in a bit. Yeah, it's wild. Our western counties are in the 90s. Uh, clean, part of Clean's at 89, and the western part's at 97. Wow. Wow. Yeah, just across town, that's how much difference it is depending on where you live. So. Welcome to summer. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> and here we go with our daily four. Welcome to it, Pete. Number one, it is getting harder and harder to bring home the bacon, both figuratively and literally. In fact, according to the U.S. Labor Department, it's been 30 years since the cost of food ate up this much of your income. American consumers are now spending 11.3% of their disposable income on food. According to the latest USDA data that's available, that has not happened since President George H.W. Bush was in office. Eating continues to cost more, whether it's in restaurants, takeout, or at home. Prices at dining establishments jumped more than 5% last month compared to January. Not much relief to be found at the grocery store either, with cocoa prices reaching a 46-year record in February. Economists believe that food prices are not likely to stabilize soon. While commodities like corn, wheat, and chicken have gotten cheaper, they're being offset by higher prices for sugar, beef, and french fries so not much good news there for y'all no. as far as eating out or going to the grocery store is concerned no we're going to do another story about grocery stores and talk about how shopping has just continues to go up i mean brady you got the big family oh, i mean got, i've got a 16 year old yeah. about to be 16 year old at home and he eats me out of the house vacuum yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean you just go out to even just the smaller fast food places and you realize whoa but when you see how much they're paying for some stuff it, it's you know, just the whole food cost, I mean, cooking oil and some of that kind of stuff is skyrocketed. So, yeah, we're all feeling that inflation fun. And that's yeah. the one thing. I mean, it's funny. It talked about we're spending disposable income on an essential item. Yep. There's something's got to give there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I know you're the big chef at home, right, Pete? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not quite, no. No. Uh, so skinny. Yeah, I, 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 I am a big H-E-B guy, so I like to go in there and 
Um, but I'm not a big sale guy. So, I mean, and I know they do have all kinds of sale items, but I don't necessarily take advantage of that. Again, it doesn't hit me as hard as it would somebody with a bigger family. All right. So, I wish we had better news for you there. Yeah. But on to number two, which kind of connects to this. Pete. Yeah, it is hard to see an end in sight for the cost of groceries we just talked about. The Federal Trade Commission is stepping in on behalf of the consumer. See what you guys think of this. They're trying to block the largest supermarket merger in American history. Back in 2022, Kroger and Albertsons announced that they were merging a 25, uh, merging in a $25 billion deal. Now, today the FTC is suing. They claim that the deal would eliminate competition in the grocery industry and lead to higher prices for consumers. Together, Kroger and Albertsons own dozens of chains. We're talking about Safeway, Vons out West Coast, uh, Harris Teeter, and also Fred Meyer. Never been there. The companies argue the merger will help them compete against non-union giants. We're talking about Walmart, Amazon, and Costco. So I, we, I don't know that, you know, there's not many Kroger in our area or, or Albertsons. There used to be some, but yeah, HEB and some of the others have really kind of uh, knocked a lot of those out. You go up in the Metroplex, in nor yeah, yeah. I was North say, Texas, you go north, Albertsons, and uh, Kroger's a big one. But yeah, like I said, even your small mom and pop are competing against Amazon and the, you know, I don't, a lot of people don't even go in grocery stores anymore. They just pull up, let them put the food in, and they take off. So yeah. it's a whole different world on all that. And, and, and folks are saying that they're operating on laws that were instituted 20 years ago. So it's, and now these big mergers are happening that it's unfortunate for, for you know, the everyman is, is kind of taking the brunt of it. Remember, too, it's an election year. So we're getting into that political cycle. Uh, where you'd love to be up and, and, and stump in a certain state and say, I brought down groceries or I'm trying to help yeah, you out. Definitely. So I, th I think that that's something in play, too. Hey, good point. Yeah. All right, on to number three in our Daily Four. Brady? Yeah, so this one's uh, interesting. For the first time ever, scientists are unveiling a 240-million-year-old, air quotes, dragon <laughs> uh, in an entirety that they found. The uh, National Museums of Scotland announced last week that uh, a five-meter-long, so roughly... 12 feet, something like that, uh, 15 feet. Whatever uh, you say. Yeah, I know, I'm trying to do the math there in my head. Uh, from the Jurassic period was the first identified in China in 2003, but newly discovered fossils allowed the international team of researchers to depict the entire creature. They say that it's very reminiscent of a Chinese dragon because it has an extremely long neck. They think that it helped to catch fish, although researchers are still trying, unsure about uh, some of the per per exact functions that it did. It's interesting because many people are celebrating uh, the lunar year that started as uh, the year of the dragon. So, yeah. uh, but it's interesting. So they, so when you look back at the period when dragons were around, there were three different periods. So these were dragons. I said dragons, not dinosaurs. They were not three periods. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> we're getting all kinds of history here. Um, but these these dinosaurs would have been even older than say the you know Tyrannosaurus Rex and stuff like this. This was yeah 240 million years ago. Yeah. I mean maybe there were dragons. We don't know. No, we absolutely <laughs> do not know. And I, I think the renderings are so cool. Yeah. Just oh. to see them and see what it might look like, look like you know. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit this morning on our morning show. Ali Cadabar loves dragons, and we talked a little bit with her about that. Fun and about, fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. And exactly about like you know, were, are they real? Are they not real? There's Komodo dragons. Yeah. You know, yeah. And those those renderings are really beautiful. It's art. We've talked on this show about what your sign is, your your astrological, your Chinese sign. Do you know what yours is? 
Uh, see, now, no. you say what's your sign, I say Aquarius, and that's Mary, Okay, we have Aquarius. Yeah. We'll have to look up what Pete is. I know I'm a tiger, Gordon's a dragon. Okay. Did you figure out what your animal no, was? I think I may have been a rat, but I'm not 100% sure. I think we <laughs> did course. it. I looked at it a long time ago, but yeah, yeah I don't know. Rats are good, though. It may sound negative, but you look up their, their signs. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a change yeah. for us. That's good to know. We're going to figure out Pete's. But on to number four, speaking of, uh, of Pete, and he's into sports, of course. Of course, yeah. And, and I think season. you guys can also help with this, Brady, you in particular. Now, at the end of baseball season, we love to turn back the clock and we talk about on-field blunders and mistakes. A lot of them are very funny and, you know, they're cool to wrap up at the end of the year. But the baseball season hasn't even started yet. Teams are in spring training and we have our first blooper. Now, in the seventh inning of a Tigers-Marlins spring training game, the Marlins' Cameron Meisner hits a pop fly to shallow right field. Uh, and here is exactly what happened. I want you to take a look at this. Uh oh, this isn't going to end well. No, <laughs> now you see the four Tigers <laughs> converge on the ball. Not only do they miss it, but it gets kicked all the way into right field. Nobody makes an effort to corral it. Or the, when, by the time they do, you see Cameron Meisner rounding third base. That's an inside the park home run. Look, this, yeah, the, his heels get stuck in the ground. And these poor guys, so if you've ever been to minor league or spring training baseball, you get to the seventh, eighth inning, these are guys that most likely aren't going to be in the major leagues that are trying to make plays to catch people's yeah. attention and kicking a ball to the right field foul pole. Probably not the best way to make a good impression. No, and just like, too. Yeah. just like life and, and work and communication is key. And those guys, they have to communicate. And early <laughs> on in the season, they're not quite there yet. If no. You, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, Google about the new Major League Baseball uniforms. Everybody in the world is mad yes. at them. Uh, the, the text is real small. And oh, really? the, the players that they wear white pants are concerned that they're slightly It was a daily four topic yes, so, the uh, other day. Oh, on really? The yeah, show. Yeah, I'll you check it out. Fun with it. Yeah. Yes, uh, the <laughs> pants are definitely see-through. Yes. We did not show the pants here on this <laughs> tenant. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, people, I, you know, baseball fans are such fans of that classic look, yeah, yeah. and there is outrage about yes. those uniforms yeah, on really social good. media. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely getting into that age bracket where I am like, uh, I want tradition, <laughs> get off my lawn. You know, uh, I think the Indiana basketball team, they had like a different flavor of uniform recently, and I was like just shocked because <laughs> I, I, I count on that tradition coming from Indiana in a certain look. Yeah, yeah definitely. This has been a Rogue Media Network 